This is Positively Farming Media. Hello, my gardening friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. Tis the season. We're moving on into the time of the year when gift giving is on everybody's mind. Whether you're looking for gift ideas for the gardeners in your life, or if maybe your loved ones are asking for gift ideas for you, I've got a bunch of ideas in a variety of price ranges for you today. Some of these are things that are on my own wish list, and some of them are things that I already own that I swear by, or maybe that I've upgraded this year. This is going to be a fun episode, and hopefully you'll come away with some great gift ideas for your favorite gardeners, or maybe even for yourself. Let's dig in. Hey, I'm Karen. I started gardening years ago in a small corner of my suburban backyard, then moved to a five-acre lot outside city limits and expanded that garden to half an acre. What started as a way to provide for my family turned into a love for digging in the dirt and providing for others. Slowly, my husband and I built our small homestead into a 40-acre market farm through lots of trial and error and successes and failures. Eventually, I went back to school to get my degree in horticulture, and along the way, I discovered there is power in food. So I want to share everything I've learned with as many people as possible. This podcast is all about helping you become a better gardener and a better eater. Whether you're a seasoned gardener or have never grown a thing in your life, I want to give you the knowledge you need to get the biggest and best harvest you can. So settle in, grab that garden journal, and get ready to just grow something. Okay, so I don't know about you, but sometimes I am really at a loss for what to gift people. And I'm even at a loss for what to tell like my kids or my husband when they ask me what I want for Christmas or my birthday or whatever. I mean, let's be honest, I am a grown adult. I have my own budget. I know what the household budget is. And so if there's something that I need, whether it's for the garden or for anything else in the li- in my life, I just buy it. I And honestly, I think I prefer to just gift people when I see something that I think they'd enjoy rather than when it's like expected, like specifically at the holidays. I'm not sure if it's socially acceptable to just do that and ignore the holidays. But, you know, I understand with kids, especially little kids, like my kids are all grown and I really don't want them spending their hard-earned money on something for me. But I don't want to be disregarding they what they want to do, you know, and, and I know that they want to gift me something. And so I, I want to give them options. And this is a good way also to, to give ideas to a spouse um, or a partner to help younger kids be able to pick things out. So if you're in need for some ideas, either for yourself or for a fellow gardener, this episode is just all about giving you a few ideas based on some of the things that maybe I have on my wish list, but also things that I already own and that I swear by and that I use day in and day out and that I'm always recommending to people anyway, or maybe that I upgraded this year and I absolutely love the upgrade and I just want to share that with you. So there's going to be a blog post that goes along with this episode. Uh, It'll probably be posted, I would say, maybe later on this week, hopefully prior to Thanksgiving on Thursday. Um, There will be links in there to all of the different tools that I'm talking about, um, some on the less expensive side, some on the more higher end side, so you have a little bit of a range of things to choose from. Some of those links will be affiliate links. Some of them them won't. Um, I'm not sponsored by any of these companies that I'm talking about or anything like that. It just may be that if I enjoy their products, then I've gone ahead and signed up to be an affiliate so that when I recommend them, I get a little something out of it, but not all of these things for sure. 
um, are affiliate links. They're just things that uh, I recommend. So here we go. The first thing that I would absolutely recommend and should be on any gift giving list for a gardener would be a hori hori knife or just a hori hori. It is a Japanese multi-purpose knife. Hori hori roughly translates into dig dig. You may also see this referred to as a soil knife or a weeding knife. I swear by this little tool. It is, um, it looks, it's like a regular knife. It has a slightly concave blade to it, so it can be used to dig. And that blade is serrated on one side, and then it has a smooth cutting edge on the other side. And then the tip of the blade is more pointed to be able to make it easier to dig with. It's usually around a seven inch long blade, and there are measurements marked along the blade. Now, I had an inexpensive version of one of these that I purchased at Menards, our local hardware store, and um, because I hadn't had one before, and it looked like it would be a very handy tool to have, but I didn't want to dump a bunch of money into something that I wasn't sure I was going to really use. Uh, the first one that I bought was just, you know, a plastic handle one. Um, it also had like this cheap little plastic cover to put it in that ripped like probably after the third time I tried to put it away. So that was worthless. Um, there was no sheath or anything to carry it in. There was no tool for sharpening. It was super functional for sure. Just not really, really well made. I think I paid like $9 for it or something like that. But I used that thing constantly the entire first season that I had it and was really surprised at how handy it was. So I decided this year I wanted to get an upgraded version of it and I got one from Truly Garden, and I love it so much. In fact, I love it so much that I became an affiliate for them. Um, it is a solid stainless steel blade that runs all the way through into a 5-inch hardwood handle. The handle is smooth. It's super solid. It comes with a leather carrying sheath or a nylon one, depending on which you choose. I chose the nylon one. Um, both of the sheaths, regardless of which one you choose, have a pocket for a sharpening tool right there on the sheath. And then they also include a sharpening tool. So if you get the nylon sheath one, it comes with a like a square sharpening stone. And then if you get the leather sheath, it comes with a sharpening rod. Um, this thing has been such a workhorse for me in the garden this year, and I have used and abused this thing, and it looks like it is still brand new. It's fantastic. And I keep the sheath. I just clip it onto my, my shorts or my jeans or whatever I happen to be wearing, and it stays with me all the time because that's how frequently I used it. Um, the nylon sheath version is like $24, and I think the one with the leather sheath is around $30 or $32, but um, it came in a nice little cardboard box, so it's it's already kind of packaged for you to be able to give for a gift. You just have to wrap it up. Um, I, I would absolutely recommend it. Even if you don't get the one from Truly Garden, I would say a Hori Hori knife is, is a fantastic tool to give as a gift to any gardener, or even to yourself, whatever, <laughs> okay? Um, the second thing that I would say would be good for a gift for a garden would be a mini greenhouse or a cold frame of some sort. Now, there is a difference between the two, but I'm sort of lumping them together in this category. So a cold frame, typically when we think about a cold frame, 
it would be something that rests down on the ground over top of uh, some sort of an in-ground bed, or that could be placed on top of an already existing raised garden planter. But usually cold frames have solid sides of some sort for that extra protection, either corrugated plastic or what I've seen more frequently, solid wood sides. So this really insulates those little plants in there. And then it's got a clear top to let the light in and that traps the heat. And then it's usually hinged to open and can be propped up to open up to vent when needed. And this, like I said, is usually used outdoors at like ground level or on top of a, a raised bed. Now, a mini greenhouse, on the other hand, usually you've got um, some sort of a PVC frame um, or plastic frame of some sort, and usually it's clear-sided all the way around, usually like plastic greenhouse-type material of some sort or like a um, some sort of other plastic sheeting. These oftentimes have zippered openings for venting, and they can be used ground level for use either in garden, um, in ground beds or in raised beds, or they've got tall versions that work for going over shelving units. So you can put them up against your house or up against a shed and be able to have plants stacked on the shelving units. I've seen people who've also used them indoors. They, they bring these inside in the winter time for some of their more heat loving plants to give them a nice cozy place to stay over the winter. They're really lightweight, they're very easy to move, um, which also means if you're using them outside that they need to be staked down for this very reason. I have a heavy-duty cold frame sort of on my wish list. There's a few different versions that, that I've seen on, on Amazon that I'm very interested in, and I really want them specifically for starting seeds early on that I don't need to move later. So, I mean, I've got a seedling starting room in my basement. I've got the greenhouse that I can utilize, but I have several raised beds outside that I would love to get a much earlier start on, and I don't think the little mini greenhouses are enough for that. I think I need something heavy duty. And I'm thinking about things like leafy greens or herbs that I really want to get an earlier jump on. If I have a heavy duty wooden frame, you know, it would be something that would stay in place in a couple of specific spots outside, mostly my beds that are close up against the house. And then I could just pop that top open and allow that top to remain open once the weather warms up completely and just let those plants continue to grow throughout the season. So nothing really needs to get moved. So that's sort of on my wish list. What I did get this year were those small mini greenhouses that I got from Aldi that I've talked about. And I have found more options that I can get on Amazon because Aldi only had those for a very brief period of time. I wish I had bought more when I'd had the opportunity. I have four of them and I could use 15 of them. Um, I love these little things. They are very effective. They are very lightweight. They are very versatile. I want enough of them to be able to use them in all of my raised beds to be able to extend the season, not just early, but also later on. They're not quite as protective as what I think an actual solid cold frame would be, but they're also not nearly as expensive as a solid cold frame, so there's a trade-off there. I have been using frost cloth on the inside of these little mini greenhouses as an additional protection, and that has been really, really effective so far. So whether it's a cold frame or a mini greenhouse or some sort of season extension 
Um, this is something that would be great for your favorite gardener. Low tunnels made of PVC that can be used to put greenhouse plastic over top when it's cold outside and then switching it out for insect netting over top during the warm part of the season. That's also another very helpful thing that a gardener could use. Um, it could even be those individual like cloches. If you've ever seen those, there's glass bells that you can put over into, I mean, if you really want to get fancy, those things are expensive, but um, you know, it's, it's kind of unique and would be nice for a gift for, for a gardener. So any type of season extension, I think would absolutely be appreciated. Next on the list is a bucket organizer. So this is something that wraps around a five-gallon bucket on the outside uh, to keep the tools organized on the outside while leaving the bucket section open for larger things like rolls of trellis or for hauling weeds or veggies back to the house. I love mine, but it's funny, it's actually not technically a bucket organizer. This was actually a tool belt that, that I picked up for myself and I decided to take it and wrap it around the outside of a five gallon bucket to make it into a sort of tool organizer. It works really well, except that sometimes it slips down because obviously I'm using it in a way that it really wasn't intended. So if I was to go back and do it again, I, I would buy a regular five gallon bucket organizer. And I I think I will um, upgrade. There's a, I found a wide range of these on Amazon, anywhere from 20 bucks up to $70. Some of them wrap around the outside. Some of them actually line the inside of the bucket with even more pockets for more tools. And so there's all different types of, uh, of organizers for these things. They range from having just a few larger pockets, which I think would be a little bit more handy for gardeners versus the ones that have a ton of different pockets, but they're all small. They're all sized for specific things like screwdrivers and whatnot. So if you can find one that is specific for gardening, I know there's one from Fiskars that looks pretty promising. It comes in a two-pack, actually. Um, I think it's around $40, so you could like keep one and, and then gift one for somebody, right? So one for you, one for me. Hey, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> but when I was ordering my Hori Hori, I found that Truly Garden has one that's a two-gallon size. So now I'm thinking I want that one instead because what I've found with the five-gallon one is that a lot of the time it's actually just too much to carry. It's bigger than what I need for the usual individual tools that I want to bring into the garden. And it's kind of awkward to try to hook it over my arm while I'm trying to carry something else. And I mean, if I'm piling stuff into this five gallon bucket, it can get really heavy. And that's really the only thing that I can carry at the time. So I figure I could keep my current five gallon setup for the larger jobs where I have to bring a drill out with me or whatever, and then get the one from Truly Garden and use that for just my everyday gardening tasks because their design is a little bit different. The interior is lined with this rubberized lining. And so it looks like you can use it without a bucket. And then if you wanted to, you could just slide a two gallon bucket in there when you needed something sturdier. It has its own canvas handles on it, which sure beats carrying a bucket with the wire handles and that plastic grippy thing that always breaks. So now you're carrying a bucket by the wire handle that's digging into your hand. I don't know, is it just me? Cause it happens to me all the time. Um, but their organizer has got nice canvas handles on them. So it still makes it seem to me that you don't maybe necessarily have to have the bucket with it, which is really cool. 
So that organizer from Truly Garden is around $30, and then you just got to go get yourself a two-gallon bucket. So I think that's the direction that I'm going to go, but I'll, you'll see all of these options. I'll put them out there on the website so you can see and um, maybe gift one for yourself and maybe gift one for somebody else. So the next thing on the list would be good pair of gardening boots or clogs or both. I have multiple styles and sizes of gardening footwear. Let's just call it footwear. Um, and I use them um, sort of in a rotation. So I have one pair of calf high boots, just making sure that if it's wet or it's boggy or whatever, it's not coming up over my feet. It's protecting me. Um, also, they work really well for ring boots. I have one pair that is a pair of clogs that I can just slip on. Those are great for the summer months. And then my husband just brought me home a pair literally yesterday of ankle boots that are in a size bigger than what I normally wear so that I can use them with extra thick socks during the winter months. I can just throw them on and, and run out really quick, which is really cool. Plus, I have a pair that's specific to livestock chores, and that's basically just to abo avoid any biosecurity issues with cross-contamination and that sort of thing. So I understand not everybody has that issue, but... It is a good idea if you do have livestock to keep your chore boots for your livestock separate from what you use when you are in your gardens because there absolutely is a chance of um, crossing, you know, not usually diseases, but insect pests a lot of the time. You can bring them in and out of your garden and then, you know, you don't want to bring something to your animals that might make them sick, so... My favorite brand is Sloggers. Um, they are lightweight, but they are very durable. They are waterproof. They have lots of fun designs. Um, they've also got solid colors, but they have multiple options for the boot height. So you can get calf high. They have some that hit just below the ankle, and they have um, the slip-on clogs. They have both men's and women's styles as well. I'm not a super huge fan of the just below the ankle ones. Those were actually one of the very first ones that I had, and and I actually ended up ditching those for a pair of calf high ones. And then later on, I got a pair of calf high and a pair of clogs. These are made in the USA. They are made with US and imported parts. Um, my most recent two pairs I bought back in March of 2021. So here we are a good year and a half later, and they still look amazing. There are no leaks. There are no worn out points. I just can't say enough good things about them. Um, so if, you, if you're looking for a good pair or two of garden boots or clogs, I would highly recommend sloggers. Now, another thing that I think uh, every gardener needs is garden gloves and not just one pair but multiple pairs in multiple thicknesses for multiple purposes this was a game changer for me and i'll tell you why i have no less than five pairs of work gloves in rotation at any given time specific to gardening this isn't even just like my livestock chores and my farming chores this is specific to gardening I have at least one heavy-duty pair for protecting my hands when I'm using shovels or rakes, um, using weeders or anything else that's going to rub and possibly give me blisters. So not only am I getting gloves that are really thick to protect my hands, it also means if I'm just using those gloves specific to those tasks, I'm not going to wear through them as quickly. So... These also generally don't get wet um, because these are usually things that I'm doing that don't involve me getting down into the dirt. I'm usually using them with tools of some sort, so they last longer. And I'm willing to spend a little bit more on some really good quality heavy-duty work gloves 
if I know that that's specifically what I'm going to use them for and they're not going to wear out as fast. It's also just better to use those specifically for those heavy-duty jobs because when they're thick like that, you kind of lose some of your dexterity a little bit. They're not as good for the smaller gardening tasks. So then I also have two pairs of waterproof or water-resistant gloves. Now, these are especially helpful for working in very wet or muddy conditions for an extended period of time. One of them is a lightweight pair for just regular, normal use. Um, you know, okay, it was a muddy day in the middle of the summer, and you're out there, and, you know, you're digging in the dirt. Yes, they're going to get muddy, but you can toss them and wash them, let them dry out, and be ready for the next day. One of them, though, is lined for when it is much colder out. There is nothing worse than getting into a rhythm in the garden in the early spring when it's wet and muddy and cold, only to have to stop what you're doing because your gloves are soaked and it's so cold, so now your hands are frozen and you have to go in and warm them up. So I always make sure that I have a really good pair of waterproof ones that are lined. And that way I can work for longer periods of time in the early spring without breaking my rhythm and having to go in. And then I have at least two, usually three pairs of just regular lightweight garden gloves. And these are designated for different areas. So I have one pair that stays in the greenhouse. It's never used outside of the greenhouse. It's always inside the greenhouse. I have one pair that I use specifically for tomatoes. And then I have one pair that I'll just use for everything else. The reason for this is because it prevents disease transfer from crop to crop or from area to area. Now, I understand you may not have a greenhouse and you may only have a couple of raised beds that you're working in, but even if you only have a small garden, keeping one pair of gloves for crops that you know that are prone to disease prevents it from being spread. I say my one is specific for tomatoes, and that is because without fail, we will always have some sort of disease in our tomatoes, and I'm in there pruning that stuff back. Well, if I'm in there pruning and working with those tomatoes, and then I use those same gloves and I go over into my potatoes and I'm hilling up my potatoes, there's a very good chance that I'm going to spread that tomato disease over into my potatoes. They're in the same family. And I don't want to do that. So I will leave one pair of gloves that is specific for those tasks that I'm doing with those tomatoes and I'm actually washing them fairly frequently. And then I will have one that I basically use for everything else. You can just keep two pairs that you can rotate through so that you can wash one after working with diseased plants while you have a clean pair to use, whatever works for you. Um, just keep in mind that, you know, garden gloves are, are definitely your friend. It's not only protecting your hands, it's also protecting your plants from you transmitting disease even just on your bare skin. So even though I may not mind getting my hands dirty, I love getting my hands in the dirt, it's really more for my plants' benefits than it is for me. So a good thing, a good gift to give any gardener would be multiple pairs of garden gloves and letting them know why they should have multiple pairs of garden gloves. If you have a gardener to gift for this season or you're the gardener giving the gift ideas, look no further than Elm Dirt. Choose their Elm Power Bundle for a perfect combo of liquid plant foods, soil blend, and top dressing, or a bottle of their Plant Perfection Leaf Shine, which not only gives the leaves of your houseplants a beautiful sheen and keeps dust at bay, but also helps get rid of the pests that prey on your houseplants and their eggs that you can't see. 
Elm Dirt is offering Just Grow Something Gardening Friends a little something special to get you started in using their products. Go to JustGrowSomethingPodcast.com slash dirt and use the code JustGrow at checkout to get a free bottle of their bloom juice with any purchase. Give the gift of plant health this season for yourself and your favorite plant lover. That's JustGrowSomethingPodcast.com slash dirt with code JustGrow at checkout for a free bottle of bloom juice with any purchase from Elm Dirt. Okay, so as gardeners, we know that there is always something that seems to need pruning or trimming or harvesting when we're out uh, in the gardens, whether it's what we intended to do while we were out there or not. And so a good gift for a gardener is a good pair of pruning shears. These are actually on my wish list to upgrade this season. I currently have a pair of bypass pruning shears, again, from Menards. It's their Yardworks brand. They're pretty good. Um, They were about $15, I think. They were a good entry-level set of shears. It's amazing to me, for as long as I've been doing this, how long it took me to actually pay more than like five or six bucks for a pair of shears. I mean, like I said, there is always something that needs to be cut or trimmed or harvested, and it's just a good idea to have a set of shears on you at all times. The problem with these ones that I got from from the hardware store is that there isn't a sheath that comes with it. So I need to like tuck them into my bucket organizer or my little bag that I carry with me or just like shove them in my pocket or whatever because I really do need to use them that frequently. I hate to have to walk all the way back up to the house because I need to work with them and I forgot them. Um, So, you know, those $15 ones were a pretty good entry level set. I'm looking to upgrade them. I know that there are good ones out there from Fiskars that other gardeners and growers have absolutely recommended. I've got my eye on the ones from Truly Garden. They run about $30. They include a leather sheath, which I'm really interested in having, so I can stick it right next to where I've got my Hori Hori knife on my hip. Theirs has a nice rubberized grip, and it can cut up to three-quarter inches thick wood, which would be absolutely handy for when I need to clear something out really quick, but I don't want to run back and get a separate tool. So pruning shears, a decent pair, you know, $10, $12, even $15 as a good entry-level gift for any gardener. And then if you want to upgrade, like I said, there's the ones from Fisk. I think they're around 25 or so. The ones from Truly Garden run about 30. I just think it would be a really invaluable tool to give to any gardener, especially beginning gardeners, but I think any gardener is going to appreciate that tool. Okay, so now let's talk the big gift, right? There's all these little gifts that you can use for stocking stuffers or to put under the tree, but, you know, maybe there's one good big gift that you want to give to somebody or that you want to ask for for yourself, and for me on that list would be a raised garden bed. I spent the first probably seven years gardening strictly in in in-ground beds. I started to experiment with raised beds a little ways after we started farming on the 40 acres. Um, I've really gotten into using them over the last five years. You absolutely cannot beat a raised bed for the benefits in weed management and managing the soil. And this might seem like a, a big gift, But it's now so easy to order these online and have them shipped directly to somebody. So it makes a fantastic gift for whoever your favorite gardener is. Now, I am talking about those metal modular raised garden beds. I am loving these right now because unless you're using very expensive wood products to build your raised beds, they're eventually going to rot. We're in the process of replacing ours as they deteriorate, and some of them we've only had built for a couple of years, and they're already rotting out. 
Um, we replaced four of them this past spring, and then we added five more beds this fall. And I have plans to add a bunch more before the spring of next year. So because we are using them so much and we are adding so many of them and because I do the garden consulting and so I'm helping some of my clients figure out what to put in their own gardens, I went ahead this year and I did a comparison of four different brands. I did the Birdies Bed, Vigo Garden, Vegerb, and Planter Box Direct. Now I do intend to do a whole review article comparing each of these at some point over on the website, but for now I will tell you this. I didn't find a whole lot of difference between the birdies beds, the Vigo garden bed, or the veg herb bed. They are all those ones that you've probably seen pictures of online. Um, They're the corrugated metal with the rounded end caps that can be configured in multiple different widths and lengths depending on what you order and the size of your space. They also have U-shaped designs. They've got really tall ones that are supposed to save your back a little bit. And then they have round ones for smaller spaces. The standard depth on these is about 15 to 18 inches or 38.1 to around 45-ish centimeters. I will say that Veg Herb did offer one with a shallower depth of just 8 inches, which would be convenient for things like leafy greens or other shallow-rooted plants if you're trying to save on the amount of soil that you would need to fill it with. But from a quality perspective, I know Birdies is touted as being, you know, much higher quality than a lot of the other ones out there. But from what I experienced between those three brands, there really didn't seem to be much difference. They were all packaged really well. They all had a nice protective film on them that they were shipped with on the panels that you would pull off. Um, They all come with little protectors to go over the top few screws on the inside so that you're not like scraping yourself against them when you're working close to the sides. Um, The thickness of the metal was all the same. The taller ones all came with cross bracing for extra support. They were all just as easy as the others to put together. Um, And they all have a coating of some sort to protect against UV damage over the long haul. Now, I've only had these beds for one season, so I can't tell you if they will hold up differently from each other or not later on down the road. But these are my initial impressions. The quality across the board was pretty much the same. Um, The colors were all pretty standard between the brands. There's usually about six or eight to choose from, depending on who you go with. The cost was pretty comparable between them. I think you just need to pay attention when you look at these as to the difference in the dimensions. And so that needs to be considered, plus the cost of the shipping needs to be considered. You know, for instance, I think the Birdies beds, their standard is 15 inches. Whereas if you go with a Vigo garden bed, I think theirs is 17 or 18 inches deep. Uh, The different configurations, you know, one might allow you to have a bed that's, you know, three by five, whereas the other one is more like two and a half by, you know, six or whatever. So just pay close attention to that when you're trying to choose which of these to go with. And of course, there are plenty of other brands out there to choose from. Just make sure that you're comparing apples to apples. Consider the thickness of the material and the features. And just remember, you know, there are tons of these sort of pseudo brands out there where you have no idea where they're coming from. So if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. So just base yourself a little bit off of the reviews, but also look at the specs and and see whether or not, you know, the, the, the metal thickness is comparable across the brands and they have the colors that you want and you can go from there. 
Now that last one that I, I mentioned, Planter Box Direct, theirs is a bit different than some of these other standard ones. And they're actually who we have landed on as our preferred bed. These are the ones that we have added five of to the front um, gardens, and I'll be adding a bunch more, like I said, before the spring. Their configurations do not have the rounded end caps. Theirs are squared off. So their options come in rectangles, squares. They have an L-shaped version, a U-shaped version, and um, they've got a version that's also up on legs as a raised planter, but they are all squared off. The difference with these two is that the metal itself, I believe, is similar to what you would see on a metal roof. So especially if you're in a rural area, you may have seen metal roofs. And so rather than the design of the corrugation on the side being rounded, it's more squared off. The thing about Planter Box Direct is there are tons of color options and your beds can be completely customized to match your outdoor decor or your home colors or whatever. The sides can be one color, the corner pieces can be another color, the screws can be a completely different color however you want to configure it. Um, now we're not that fancy, we just went with all one color that seems to go well in the front of our house, but um, if you have a very specific design aesthetic outside of your house, this is an advantage. The other thing I like about Planter Box Direct is is that they are a USA-made product from USA Steel. So if you are a U.S. resident or somebody who, who you know is in North America and wants to stick close to home, these are not being shipped in from outside um, of the states. So that was a really big selling point for us. Um, the construction, putting them together, was just as simple as putting together any of the other ones. The screws are a little bit different. They use little rubber caps on theirs that are different from the caps the other ones um, tend to use. So it is a completely different product for the most part, but very effective, and we're absolutely loving ours. The prices on theirs, comparable to the others. Um, they do have sales periodically that actually make it even chip, uh, cheaper when you're buying multiples. I haven't seen them offer free shipping yet, but I maybe I missed it in one of those deals. No matter who you choose to go with, these modular beds have become just super convenient to use. They're really sturdy. They're easy to order. And like I said, you can have them shipped directly to the person you're gifting them to. I mean, and who doesn't want more gardening space? So as a big holiday gift this year or a big birthday present, whatever, consider gifting the gardener on your list a raised garden bed. So what's on uh, your wish list this year? <laughs> we talked about a hoary hoary knife and bypass shears, mini greenhouses and raised garden beds, bucket organizers, gloves, and boots. What did I miss? Is there something that you use in your garden that you always tell other gardeners that they need one too? Reach out and let me know. I'll add it to the list when I post it on the website. And if you've got recommendations for specific things, I would love to see them over in the Just Grow Something Gardening Friends Facebook group. I'm sure everybody would love to see um, the one thing that you just can't live without in your garden. And as we head into Thanksgiving here in the U.S., I want to wish my American friends a lovely Thanksgiving holiday. Hopefully, you have lots of homegrown goodness ready for your table and family and friends to share it all with. Until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden, and we'll talk again soon. You just finished another episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. 
For more information about today's topic, head on over to JustGrowSomethingPodcast.com for all the episodes, show notes, blog posts, discount codes, and more. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter while you're there. You can also head to Facebook and join a community of other gardeners asking questions and sharing their experiences in the Just Grow Something Gardening Friends Facebook group. And if you want to support this show even further, head to patreon.com slash justgrowsomething to find out how. Until next time, my gardening friends, keep learning, keep growing, and we'll talk again soon. Um, they have got really fun designs. They have also got just plain old solid covers. Colors? Covers? Colors. Mm. My favorite band. My band? Glogger's band. Thank you.